Hello, Jessica Jennings. This is Jay Michaels. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> I am hanging in there. How are you? That pause was perfectly set. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my little, uh, I, I'm now calling it my everything room. Uh, I'm teaching here. I'm writing here. I'm doing the whole works. I can't leave the house. So, so, so I, I feel like Vincent Price in The Last Man on Earth. Um, I understand you had a show that was going to go up in May, and you opted to uh, to close that down as well. Uh, considering today our president said this might go through the summer, uh, I guess that was a wise decision. How is everything going for you in terms of your projects and in terms of the American Theater of Actors? Great. Um, thanks for asking. Um, yes, we have discussed... We've, we got on several conference calls to move our May production. Um, so we're looking at fall dates at the moment, um, which would mean rehearsing in August. So now I have to follow up on whatever the president just said. Who's on vacation? I don't know yeah, there you go. Yeah. In August. Yeah, this is uh, going to be just like a perpetual problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very scary. Um, the ATA is following all legal procedures, so they are shut down as a venue, um, although I don't know what they can do right now. Uh, hopefully emergency funding will become available and to a lot of arts organizations that are going to be impacted severely by this, especially if it continues months on end. Oh, for sure. So maybe, yeah. You know, there, there's other things. It brings up a huge, broader questions about how industries like this can survive. Um, you know, whether it's something technology based, or you know, can they hold classes up to a certain number of people? Um, and then, how many people feel safe moving around? Or anyway, it, it, it's a very interesting time to be living through. And of course, we know. Uh, in times of quarantine, that amazing artworks are created, like Shakespeare wrote King Lear in, in a time of quarantine. But um, the the amount of plays that came out of AIDS was was absolutely incredible, and it it, it yeah. changed the very course of, of drama as we know it. Uh, you bring up a really interesting point. Uh, okay, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders made the point of saying, "Okay, this is going to end," and he's right. At some point, the disease will dissipate. Uh, what's left? Now, my big fear, like I said, okay, it's going to end in terms of, of uh, being communicable. But what's the financial devastation? What do you think the theater is going to look like when the smoke clears? I think it'll be very similar to nature. Things will come back. Okay. Right? Things come back. Um but there will be institutions that can't come back. There will be new institutions that arrive. There will be institutions that come through by the skin of their teeth. Um, and, and then a lot of this is going to depend on what society uh, makes available for institutions like this. So are they going to waive, you know, electric fees? Are they going to waive rent and, you know, what what can society at large do to make it possible for them to, you know, especially let's say you have brick and mortar, 
what can you do as a society to have leniences that allow them to continue? They don't have a product right now. And then, so that's one thing. They don't have a problem. Do you think the onus is on the theater owners? You're in, you're in like every category here because your 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 father and you basically run you know one of the last off of Broadway movement theaters. So so you're on that level. You have you act, you produce, you write the whole work. So you're on every level. Do you think the onus is on the theater producers and the theater owners that when no. this clears, they need to. They need to make spaces more available. They need to think cost. Well, this is going to be very interesting, right? Is it going to be they need to close the gap on something that they owe? And so do they have to raise the prices of rent or or raise the prices of tickets? Or do they lower the prices of rent and try to take, like, skim off the tickets in some way? I don't know. Like, I don't – I think we're going to see it. We're going to see all of it because people have different brains, different mindsets, and, and it'll all happen. But I think it does go back to national funding. If the arts are funded nationally, this becomes less of a problem. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. so, so you think a big thing right now is, is people need to consider uh, uh, not cutting the NEA, but, but raising the stakes, making it much making there much more funding available for the arts in different places. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if it's baseline stabilized, then you'll survive something like this. Um, Or you'll be able to put some resources into creating new platforms, right? Like how can, um, it always takes a little bit of capital to create, even if it's an online resource of some sort. But when you have uh, historic, traditional theater and dance live programs um, that haven't sought out ways of, you know, going through technology to provide their programming, um, they're stuck. They're really stuck right now. They don't have mm. a, a product to put out there and sell. But if they were to create something, it would still take some capital to do that. So another thought you have is is okay if, if if you guys just rehearse in a room and then put on the show and print your playbill you might be in bad shape. You really need to think about about uh, all the technological aspects we have. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and at the same time, you know, the value. What is the value of art? Like if if the masses realize they're all turning to television right now and Netflix, of course, right. And they, so there's a huge value. Okay, I rely on my entertainment. I want my entertainment. And then there's a value in going out. I really miss socializing in a bar or restaurant. I really miss the experience of live entertainment, be it music, dance, or theater. Should it be, um, I don't know if that means it should be made cheaper or if that means it should be made more expensive, but um, if you see the value in it, I think it still points back to uh, all of it being funded at baseline, so more funding nationally for these programs. I completely agree on that. Do you think yeah. people are really going to miss it? Do you think it's going to be, you know, everyone everyone right now is saying, oh, who cares? I have my popcorn maker and 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 Terra TV, so, so what else do I need? 
do you think eventually people are going to be like, okay, I got to get out. I got to go to a bar. I got to go to a restaurant. Do you think when, I when think everything lifts, people will got, run? Everyone's got, a, everyone's got a threshold, right? The introverts are very happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think there's a line. There's a line for everybody. Look, I just, I'm in the kitchen. I had a big mess here, um, which I was doing my best to clean out a, a pasta sauce jar to put it in the recycling. And it slipped out of my hand and it went, and it went, okay? Oh, so man. then I have this messy red <laughs> liquid and it's like, okay, it could have been a lot worse. But I went through half a roll of paper towels, you know? So it was annoying. Usually that's just annoying and frustrating. So, but it went a little beyond that because it goes to, oh, do I have, like how many paper, how many rolls of paper towels do I have in the house? Oh, boy, what did they do 100 years ago? <laughs> what if well, this is a resource that runs out, you know, in the next two months? Because, you know, for right now, grocery stores are open. What happens when they don't open? Right. And what happens, you know, so are we going to have to use rags to clean things up and do laundry? Um, there's a lot of infrastructure that is still in place. Like, we still have our electricity and our plumbing. But... Um, Little by little, our, the lifestyle is getting chipped away at, right? Like, we don't have, what happens if you don't have an infinite number of paper towels or an infinite number of, you know, if you run out of something that you rely on, maybe you rely on baby formula. What if you cut your finger on a shard of glass from that pasta glass mm-hmm. jar and, and now you have to go to the doctor and you can't get there? and the doctor's office is closed, and they're running out of supplies at the hospital. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, I, on a very, very personal level, I have not spoken about this publicly at all, so this will be my moment. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I was pregnant this winter, and I miscarried in February. I'm so sorry. And, well, thank you. And yes, hard and as that was, my husband and I are going, I guess that's, we're kind of lucky. Like, what if, what's oh going on gosh. with women who are pregnant right now? What's going on with complicated, you know, let's say in, in the worst of places, northern Italy. Yeah. You know, do they even have resources if there's an emergency C-section needed? Um, so, it's definitely, in the weird twisted, beautiful thing is we have time now to think about these things in a way that we haven't been thinking of them. You know. That's a really interesting point, yes. It's it's a a macabre thought, but yes, now is the time to really reboot and say, okay, what do I really need? What do I really have? Where am I lazy? What have I taken for granted? And then the shape of society and let's say how, how we might vote in the future. Uh-huh. Like, is it more important to have a model of social health care? Yeah. <laughs> you know, does that trump? At, at the risk of sounding political on this, I'm just telling you I'm nodding immensely. So, <laughs> so does that air quotes, does that trump everything else? <laughs> you know, making sure that there's socialized healthcare, um, and I did see a program the other day that was trying to ex- trying to explain or expound upon the differences uh, between 
you know, like capitalistic based healthcare versus socialistic, but in a time of crisis like this and needing um, one one national response, an organized response to a crisis, it's going to it's more capable through a socialized system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the art will respond. I, and I, I, I know because there's writers and thinkers and there's people and they're, they're at home doing this. They're, they're confronted with stuff right now. And beautiful art will happen in response to this. Um, but, um, you know, we're all just kind of suffering a little bit. A little bit right now, but what happens when it's drawn out over the course of several months? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's my fear as well. You know, okay, fine, everything's fine right now. Let's talk in June. Um, right. Well, then let's also talk in September when your show opens, and art is absolutely incredible because so many authors and writers have... And, and and producers and directors have just have just created these amazing works about about what we're going through, mm-hmm. and may there be socialized healthcare in our future. Uh, yes. Jessica, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I, I wish you and all of all of our fellow artists the best. Uh, I look forward when the ATA is back open. I look forward to hearing more about your projects, and I look forward to getting out of my house. Yeah, me too. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Quite all right. Ciao. Okay.